Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver on a sunny, beautiful day. It's like summer, like winter was last week and then summer just came. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I swear it went from like 40, like, you know, still got to wear pants to school to like, oh my God, mom, it's so hot. I can't, I'm so hot. I need a fan. Like, uh, you know, it was like, it was like 86 on Monday here. And you, honestly, you had snow, what, like two weeks ago, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in that first kind of warm day is really jolting, I have to say. I mean, I was kind of, I was talking my kids off the ledge and, you know, <laughs> getting them washcloths for their foreheads and bringing out the fans and, you wow. know, but I was kind of like, wow, yeah, it is warm. It's definitely here. Here we go with summer. Um, oh, you are, makes- you're a full service mom with the, you know, like the remedies for the heat. I like it. Well, I just, I just, you know, anything to get them to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, a, it's a little reminiscent of us being suddenly plunged into summer when we went running in Sacramento a few weeks ago. I know, yeah. I know. Don't, don't think I wasn't thinking of that one. <laughs> I, yeah, I just pulled out that, that Mr. That Ms. Sunshine tip. But yeah, so, um, so let me set the scene, and then, and then you can, um, and then we'll kind of trade off telling it. But mm-hmm. we landed in, um, Oakland, uh, California. Well, even back up further than that that we had planned on it was our plan all along to do that run and that so that i posted on facebook in the morning that we were going to it yeah yeah because that comes back into play later on okay so then um so we land in oakland you know where it's always kind of chilly and crisp and and then drive to sacramento i don't know what direction sacramento is from oakland east east and north Mm -hmm. east and north okay so we're heading out into the the northeast and um and uh we were out in California for our mother runner parties in Sacramento and San Francisco, which were um, great, by the way. And uh, and so we long story is that we landed in Sacramento at we drove in at, to our <laughs> really high class hotel. Wait, you got to sell. Oh, tell yeah, about- yeah. OK, so we get there. And so um, I had chosen this. I'm the tr- I'm the travel agent of the another mother runner duo. And so I had chosen this motel, one, based on price, but also on its location because we wanted to be close to where we could run. And so this was right by the river because I'd been to Sacramento before and knew it was lovely to run along the American River. So we're checking into the hotel. And uh, the very nice desk woman um, pauses from helping us to answer the phone. And she says, uh-huh, mm-hmm. no, uh, by 24 hours. And she says, bye. And then she comes back. And I'm like, no, those people were not asking if they can rent the hotel room by the hour. She's like, mm-hmm, Yep. <laughs> and then she asked which floor we wanted. I was like, um, it's a three floor hotel. I'm like, third, third. I don't want to hear any hourly rates going off above me as I'm trying to sleep tonight. Um, so anyway, so we pull into our um to our five star four seasons at uh at about two and we walk out and it is just this like blast of furnace hot air. I mean, you know, I know we weren't in the middle of um the Mojave. Really? The Mojave. Or- the Mojave. No, it's not. What's the one that you, they run across to get to the top of Mount Whitney? The, Death Valley. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Death okay. Valley. Which, I know it's not Death Valley, but it mm-hmm. feels like that coming from, you know, where we are. Yeah. So, and it was, you know, the dazzling bright California sun, which you might be a little more accustomed to living at a mile high. But to my, you know, Pacific Northwest eyes, I was like, ah, oh, it's so bright, so bright, so hot. <laughs> I close my eyes, close my eyes. So, you know, intrepid mother runners that we are, no, we don't, you know, we're supposed to go, what, four or five miles, Sarah? Mm-hmm. Just easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just easy four or five mile run. And, um, and, 
And we don't, you know, neither one of us says, let's not do it, even though, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, my gosh, no, I don't want to do this. Oh, you the know? Thought, and, thought didn't even cross my mind to not do it. Uh, thought thought uh, also did not cross my mind to check our phones to the uh, weather <laughs> or uh, <laughs> or to check Facebook, seeing the warnings. It turns out people who live in Sacramento were like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> really? Oh, they said I didn't know that. So. So, yeah. So we head out into the blaring sun. And I mean, it is. It is, you know, two thirty-ish, and we've got to go because we've got to come back, shower, and then get go to get ready for the party, get our swag bags packed and all that. And um, and so we go, and of course, there's not like a sliver of shade to be found anywhere. Like all the trees, like their their shadow is just like a centimeter off to the right because the sun is just so overhead. Yeah. And um, so That's we a- go out. And Go so ahead. you and I are running along, and we're we're dressed for the weather. I mean, tank top and skirts, and and uh, so we're running along. And and as usual, I'm telling some long-winded story, and suddenly I just remember interrupting, saying, "My mouth is so dry," <laughs> and it was just yeah, yeah, just it was really- so hot and uh, there was one point where we could dip down closer to the river and it meant being on kind of um bumpy you know trail and you're like come on we're going in the shade I'm like okay yeah yeah i'll take a trail anytime but um but yeah so and before in back in oakland we had i had eaten a piece of pizza literally it was it was two pieces of pizza in one i mean it was a good size of my head. I mean, it was very large and it was very good, you know, and it kind of had like little like pools of oil on it. Like I was just like, oh, this is so good. Um, but that did not sit well once we headed out into the inferno to go running. And so we turned around and I was like, Sarah, I can't run anymore. I'm just nauseous. You were like, you feel nauseous too, right? You feel like you're going to throw up. And I was like, no, sorry, I don't. (laughs) Then I'm like, but you have chafing, right? You have horrible, terrible chafing between your thighs. You're like, no, sorry. So we were oh, each, that's funny. Each I forgot in, about that. Each in our own personal pain, you know? It's like, you're yeah, going to oh. barf, and all I can think about is, like, my bloody thighs. Oh, it was just miserable. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing, you know, I'm switching off to my four minutes of running, one minute of walking, and I'll see you back at the hotel. And that, um, I did that, and I mean, but I was just like, I kept telling myself, I'm going to feel yuck in Ironman. This is good practice. I'm going to feel yuck in Ironman. This is good practice just running through it. And I'm like oh, help me if I'm going to feel this gross in Iron Man. Like, I'm not going to be eating, you know, this massive pizza pizza, you know, at mile 110 in the Iron Man. And um, so anyway, and so I got back. Well, then, and then so I see you kind of up ahead and I see you stop, <laughs> and you bend down to examine the, the damage you have going on with your chub rub. And so it's just so funny because all I see is this like, very tall woman in front of me kind of examining, you know, this right in between her thighs. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we are just such a pair right now. And, um, and no one else is around, of course, because everybody else is inside. Right. So, they all, all seek the shade. And then and because it was kind of in that part that was like, uh, you know, old town with an E at the end, old town Sacramento type type town, scenario. Yeah. It's like, you know, you'd expect like the gunslinger to come out and be like, you got some problems with your lady pots there? <laughs> Totally, totally. So then we, I mean, finally finished. I mean, and it felt like I had run a half marathon. Like that's how just mentally and physically wasted I was. And then of course, like I had to get, find a bathroom right then. Like I had to just, and so I go into this 
I think it was a train museum, wasn't yes, it? it? Yes, it was. Yeah. So I go in and I'm like, can I please use your bathroom? Like, <laughs> you know, and then this kind of, you know, this wave of air conditioning hits me, which feels good, but then also kind of makes like intensifies everything too, right? When you like change. Everything kind of clenches so up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so I'm like streaming by like these little kids in like the Thomas room playing with their moms on the trains. And I'm just like, where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? <laughs> oh, I just finished. I was like, never again. Never. I mean, and- because that first run is just in heat is miserable and you've got to give yourself a little oh time to act like or or gee maybe we could have carried some water along with us you know yeah yeah it just never occurred to us and then when we did go to the party at fleet feet sacramento which was such a great party and all these women oh my gosh did you really do it i wrote on your facebook page not to and and then that's when they were like you know it was 86 degrees right and we're like huh it was yeah, no, I looked at my phone. I took a picture of it where that's, that's going to be the picture. For the oh, podcast. okay. Very good. But, but, oh, we were but, just. I mean, it was 86. Yeah. And I mean, so, yeah. So I was going from like 26 to 86. And yeah, yeah like we said, like acclimating for the heat is really important. And mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, if I were to do that again, I, A, I wouldn't do that. But B, I would maybe run when it's like, you know, 50 or 60. And then kind of if I had to be running in the middle at 3 p.m. Love <laughs> the California desert. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I also, though, told myself at Vancouver when it was, you know, probably about 62 and brilliantly sunny at the start. I'm like, well, that Sacramento run, it kind of acclimated me a little bit. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was lying, lying to myself, but but that's, I consoled myself with that lie. That's something. Well, and yeah, and we, and I mean, I'm staring down, you know, I mean, I'm doing the half Ironman on Saturday in Grand Junction. And I mean, the high that day is supposed to be 75. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to, you know, I'm going to be out there in the like 1130 to 130 hour, I think. So mm-hmm. um, is, is that what your calculation showed you, Dr. Dr. <laughs> McDowell? <laughs> yeah, well, did you not read my post? That's what I I'm saying. Really- I my gosh, like that was some that those are some serious preparations there, my friend. Well, I had to, more than anything, I had to remember that I, I had to make sure I had enough calories. That's, mm. And I also wanted to know how long to expect to be out there. I mean, I, you know, I, with a run, I kind of know how long I'm going to be out there. But I, I hadn't done all the math to add the three disciplines together. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so now I kind of know what to expect, which, you know, as you know, for me is not my usual MO. So <laughs> I am still feeling fairly calm about it, although... I'm getting a little bit more nauseous as the as the week fares forward. Uh, there's a threat. There's a nauseous thread running throughout everything you've said I, so far. I know. And I just yeah. And then I just yes. Um, so anyway. So now let's go into the meat of the show, Dimity. Let's answer some questions from our Facebook tribe, um, who are at Run Like a Mother the book. Um, sweet, sweet. So our first one um, is from uh, Lucy Jane, and she says that she was diagnosed with a femoral stress fracture about two weeks ago. Um, she would love any tips for restarting a running routine when the orthopedist says it's okay um, and how to avoid future injuries. And um, Lucy, sorry that you are out um, with the big stress fracture that blows. Um, but as I've said a couple times, I would take a bone injury over a muscular injury anytime because bones generally fuse back together if <laughs> you're like 99% of the population and, and muscles just kind of whine and whine and whine and ache and whine. So um so getting back into it, I mean, I have come back, I don't know how many times, and what I usually do is do a walk, run, and, thing. And, and mention that you've come back specifically from two stress fractures. Two, or do we consider the third one a stress? No, we don't consider that one a stress fracture. Well, that was a, that was a chip fracture, yeah. Mm, a very, mm-hmm, yeah. I've had two stress fractures, and uh, 
So I, I have a little 20-minute um, recovery route, I guess is what I would call it, um, where it takes me about 20 minutes, and it's about a mile and a half. And um, I run and walk that. And I, you know, you start with a minute of running and a minute of walking, if that feels okay to you. If, it, if you need to run shorter and walk longer, you can do that. I mean, just get yourself in a ratio where you're not um, – you know, running continuously. And it's, and it's, you want to get out there so badly. And I remember coming back when I finally got the boot off after the first one. And then my coach had told me like, you know, um, 45 minute run, you know, breaking it up, probably four minutes of running and one minute of walking or something. And I was like, so I'm going to show her, I'm going to go for 45 minutes straight. You wouldn't believe how fast I'm going to go. I'm so strong now, you know, because I'd been training on the bike and, um, holy cow, like talk about being humble. Like I felt about as big as the ant that I was, you know, clomping over um, on the trail because it was just really, really hard. So, so now wait, wait, your... wait, was it hard because of you felt like it was the muscles hadn't been working or you felt it was hard on the stress fracture area itself? It wasn't hard on my bone. It wasn't hard. On the, it was just hard to run. I mean, because mm. I hadn't been running for eight weeks, you know, so um, so that's, it's hard when you're starting again. It gave me, you know, a newfound respect for people coming back and beginners and all that. So, I mean, so yeah, so I quickly, you know, was like, nope, not 45 minutes straight. Um, you know, I will go for four minutes, like she said, and then I will walk for one. Um, so, so basically my two things, my two pieces of advice are check your ego at the door and start slow. And, um, I mean, a couple like our, you know, beginning plan, our 5k, um, finish it plan, even though you may have been a marathoner before, just like getting back into it and getting your body back used to the running is, you know, that's a really good way to kind of ease back into it. Or you could do the 10K finish it plan if you feel like you want something a little bit more aggressive, but something that kind of keeps your mileage in check in a smart way so that you have some days off and you have some cross training and you have a chance to kind of get back in the groove. I think that that's the best way to come back. Um, and to not get injured again, I mean, you know, I mean, strength training, figuring out what, what caused your stress fracture. Was it, was it overuse? Was it weak hips? Was it, you know, your gluteus minimus, which is a big muscle on your side of your, um, on your buttocks, the side <laughs> one, um, that most women, you know, uh, it's very weak, including on me. It's, uh, not one of my strongest assets, let's say strongest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So some strength training, you know, working with a physical therapist um, and then thinking about your form. I mean, you know, as, as some of you know, I really embraced chi running uh, about a year ago to see if that could kind of keep me running more, um, more Efficient, know, efficiently, like, efficiently and continuously <laughs> like <not broken laughs> by injuries. And, um, and I, you know, I haven't gone hundred percent chi, but I have definitely kind of integrated some of the ideas, like taking more steps, kind of trying to land midfoot. It was funny. I was talking with someone the other day. I'm like, I have a midfoot intention strike. <laughs> like, <laughs> my intention is there. I just don't know if I do it or not. Um, but yeah, so thinking about your form is also another way to um, avoid injuries in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next question comes from Allison McVeigh Steer. And she says, I'm doing the own it marathon plan for an aggressive goal time, 21 minutes faster than last marathon, exclamation point. Um, if I slip up on some of the speed work, such as I um, didn't do two times two miles tempo, instead did four times a half mile, will I still be okay? And we have we get this question sometimes on our uh, Facebook page more along the lines of, oh, I want to run a faster race, but I really don't want to do speed work. And it's like, you know, I'd really like to be 15 pounds lighter, but I want to eat this exact same food that I eat every day. 
<laughs> it just isn't gonna happen unless you put in the work. And oh, the harsh reality, mm-hmm. the mother of harsh reality comes yeah. crashing down. It is, it is. So, um, I mean, you know, doing that. Uh, the thing is, is the for her example of two times two miles tempo um, that she did instead four times a half mile. And sure, that's the same, right? No, that's. No, that only equals two miles. So she cut it in half. So, I mean, not only did she do only half the amount of the speed work, but also by doing, you know, if you're training for a marathon, you got to do some longer intervals of faster pace. So whether it's longer tempo runs or putting in a marathon pace embedded into your long runs. I mean, you you know, a marathon, as I was really, really reminded of on May 5th up in Vancouver, it's a long way to run. And I know that sounds really obvious, but it uh, in the heat of that, in the heat and blaring sunshine, all I thought was, wow, this is a really long way to run. And if you want to be able to cover it faster, you have to train to go longer at a faster pace. And um, also embedded within her question is the 21 minutes faster in the last marathon. I mean, that's uh, an ambitious, I applaud you goal. Um, it might be too much to take off in one marathon attempt itself. And I was reminded I got to see um, Christy Davis at the, I was at the um, Hippie Chick Half Marathon on Saturday, which is such an awesome race. It was um, too hot and too sunny, um, sensing a theme here. Um, And so Christy um, lives outside of Portland and she has, um, she wanted to knock um, seven minutes off her half marathon time and finally go under two hours. And she knocked six minutes off her time, and she was really disappointed. And, you know, I totally felt for her. I know what that feels like to miss, you know, a goal by one slim minute. But also to knock six minutes off her time. I mean, that was awesome. I mean, that's almost 30 seconds per mile. And so, sure. um, you know, it, it you just kind of have to, to chip away at things. Um, exactly, exactly. I mean, or you could take the lead of my husband, um, who... Basically, um, you know, he trained for the Boston or tried to qualify for Boston with like three training cycles and then he finally raced. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, so he would do a lot of the training and then just like not race because there, like there wasn't a good race or something came up or whatever. And then he would and then he'd back off and then he'd do it again. And each time he would get in- incrementally faster. Mm. Um, so, again, it's just a lot of patience. And, yeah, I mean, he was doing all the all the hard work. I mean, there's there's three different kinds of kind of what we call quality runs that are um, more than your guard variety. Let's go out and cover a couple miles with um, some music or my friends or whatever. There's, um, there's hill work. Oh, it's, you know, so you're climbing up hills, running down them, um, climbing back up, you know, kind of really increasing your strength and your aerobic capacity that way. Um, there's speed work, which is just pure out um, cardiovascular capacity, as well as um, working on your turnover of your legs and, and running faster, just learning to run faster. Mm-hmm. And then there are the long runs, um, which are at a slower pace, but, um, but uh, you know, are challenging because you're out there for an extended period of time. And so, I mean, we always say, like, you know, you've got to do the quality work. Um, that matters more than those, you know, kind of place marker runs in between those little five or six milers if you're training for a marathon. I mean, those are important to the overall mileage, but the, the quality has to get done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So our next question comes from um, Kathy Bogan Emstrom, and I said that probably wrong, but um, she's running on a bike. 
Engstrom. Very Norwegian or like, you know, Scandinavian name, Engstrom. Oh, yes. Uh, you being from Minnesota, I, I understand why you were able oh, to just, just uh, rip that off. Um, um, she wants to talk about running on a budget. Races are expenses and destination races are out of the question. Any suggestions for finding cheaper events? And I have some thoughts on this. Um, my good pal Molly um, who ran Vancouver with me. She is all about this race series here in Portland uh, put on by uh, Oregon Roadrunners. And you pay a, f- a very low flat fee, and then you get to race in their whole series of very homespun events. And, you know, I mean, I think they give literal ribbons for the, um, you know, age group. They sometimes winners. They sometimes, you don't get a T-shirt. You don't get medals. I mean, I think that's part of what you have to accept that you're going to be giving up is is the the bennies the the bonus things that you get at the more expensive races and um yeah i, I wrote about this a little bit i alluded to it in our newsletter that they also have uh these races sometimes also give out pies to the winners and they're home-baked pies <laughs> and, and um i mean molly just loves them and they really keep her motivated and keep her kept her on track all last summer doing these 10k races and kind of out of the way places so i my, she went, has she won a pie she, um, oh gosh, she wants to win a pie so badly. Um, <laughs> I think, um, oh, and that's funny because then my friend Julie sometimes does the races and Julie's just a tiny bit faster than Molly. And Molly's, I was like, just tell Julie to stop running the races. <laughs> the, Does Julie win the pie? Uh, Julie, I believe, has won the pie and kind of edged Molly out of the pie contention. Dang. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and I think I think there are um, there are like I mean you know you mentioned those races. I know um, when I lived in Colorado Springs, the Colorado I think it was the Colorado Running Company put on um, again some very kind of grassroots races where you know, entry fee was, was pretty minimal. And so, you know, there was a water stop or two on the course for sure, but you're not going to get this, you know, lovely medal at the end. But, mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, if you want to race, I think that that's just a great way to do it. Um, and, and similarly, I think, um, up in here in Denver that like I signed up for a race series. Um, I think it was like the winter series. Um, of course I only made one out of the three, but <laughs> I signed up, uh, as a, you know, if you sign up as like, uh, you know, in bulk multiple races in bulk mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. If, you, if you buy your races in bulk right us mother runners understand the understand the concept of buying in bulk yeah. exactly exactly so you can sometimes get a discount that way um and then just like you know yeah i guess i would really just really scour active.com and like you know or like competitor magazine always has all the the race listings in the back mm-hmm. you know i mean i think that i think there are a lot of races that are not rock and roll that are not you know, big city marathons and stuff. I just think you have to kind of suss them out. Yeah. And also I think even, um, make, trying to find races where you don't have to register on active.com. I mean, that's that, you know, the cheapskate me really hates paying fees. And so if you can find, you know, go to your local running store and there's always flyers laying about for races they're organizing or that other people have left some flyers there. And so then if you can register in person too, then you're saving, you know, I don't know, five dollars, seven fifty, something like that, off of race fees, and you know those add up pretty quickly. So there's there's a way to you know you save a couple active.com fees, and and you got a whole nother race fee, you know, in savings right there. There you go. Yeah. The other thing, and then and then we'll be quiet about this one. But um, I'm just thinking, you know, sometimes I feel like um, you know five k's and ten k's can add up pretty quickly, and that sometimes it's not the biggest bang for your buck. So. So Kathy, if you like have your eye on like a half marathon, maybe you just don't race until you run that half marathon and you can definitely set up like time trials for yourself, 
either on the track or with some friends, you know, I mean, it's always kind of fun to, to, to go out and well, <laughs> I guess it is not fun to go out and run as fast as you can with five friends during a 5k, <laughs> but, but it can be rewarding. It may not be fun, but it's rewarding. So, um, so if you want to, you know, kind of test yourself that way and then just, you know, pick one goal race and, and go for that. I think yeah. that's oh. another option too. And then also the, um, we just had our virtual 5K and, and other um, oftentimes uh, bloggers or other communities put on virtual 5Ks or stage your own 5K. And I mean, you do those um, runs for your birthday and who's to say they couldn't be turned into races so exactly. yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like dimity, dimity birthday race. Who wants in? Who wants in? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't want to race on my birthday. So. I know. I was about to say there was no there was no birthday fet this year. Running fet this year was there, dimity? Ah, uh, no, and I can't remember what I did on my birthday. So um, you so, dealt yeah. you, you dealt with our birthday. site. You dealt with our site being down while I was in Canada. That's what you did. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. How could you forget? Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so the next question comes from us, uh, from Jennifer Shaw. She says, I have a blood disorder, um, and a simple way to describe it is that it makes me anemic. Um, she's not allowed to take iron. Um, so, so that's the medical side of it. And she says, yep, it means I'm as slow as molasses. I work hard on hills and speed work with a coach, but I just never get any faster. I am working on, a be- on being okay with this, but sometimes I just really want to quit because I never see improvement. Any advice on how to mentally get through this? Um, and I, uh, I mean, so first of all, Jennifer, I'm sorry that uh, you have to deal with this, but really applaud you for, um, for running when you probably, your energy levels probably are less than ideal. And, uh, and yes, I, also, yeah, how- I also applaud her on, you know, getting a coach and really trying to find a workaround on this. So, um, so our hats are off to you, Jennifer. And I got to say that, um, as a person who is feeling the aging process at work, I can totally relate to this question. Um, I just feel like kind of my glory days are behind me and how to find new meaning and new motivation in this whole running game. Um, and, and are you finding that or are you, are you thinking that you have some strategies? I am um, really trying to appreciate the beauty that one gets to see when one runs outside um, and they enjoy the camaraderie of being with friends. And um, just, you know, I've, t- I've talked before about also trying to find a sliver of pride in any um, race that I undertake. And so I think, um, let me mull it over, Dimity, while you, I'm, th- I'm hoping that you have something to say on this topic because um, y- you seem better than I do at not looking at the clock so much. Um, well, I mean, so, I mean, it's hard not to see improvement. I mean, it, that's, that's the beauty of training is that, you know, and that, that's what we like so much about running is it's so black and white. It's like, if I do X, then I will get to Y, you know, and if you've got some kind of physical impediment that isn't letting you get to Y the way you want to, like, yeah, I'd be frustrated too, you know? So what, a couple of things I would do, Jennifer, I would, um, keep a journal, and um, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to write war and peace by any stretch, but, um, you know, even just three lines about how your run was today and how you felt and, and write down your time and write down your, um, your mileage and your route so that you know where it is. And you may surprise yourself. You may see in a month that you're actually running faster, but it's hard to remember that you were slower last month. And, you know, and remember that every little second is an improvement. Like, so if you go from, 10 30 splits, you know, average splits to 10 25 per mile. Like, 
yeah, it's not 930, but it's definitely you're moving in the right direction. So, you know, remember to try and keep that perspective. I think a journal is a really good way um, to do that. And secondly, I would really try to take away, okay, you have to have five lines for each entry, actually. <laughs> I'm giving you a huge assignment, Jennifer. But I I'll want make you the to... pages really narrow so then it doesn't take many <laughs> words to fill up those five lines. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> And then you've got to turn it into me by August 15th. And I want it typewritten 12 point font. Um, no, anyway, um, but find one good thing in every run. One good thing that happened. And it could be that you felt real joy. It could be that your legs felt lighter than yesterday. It could be that you had more energy. And maybe your, your condition isn't weighing you as heavily as it used to. But the thing about it is, is, is when you get caught in the numbers game, it can be really self-defeating because we all, all running goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And yeah, you might be down for maybe longer than the average runner, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you are like in the pit of doom, you know, just because you're not, you know, lighting it up the way you want to, doesn't mean that you're not really doing a great thing and taking care of yourself and getting out there and putting yourself on the line. So that's your assignment, Jennifer. For the next, yeah. try it for three weeks. 21 days makes a habit, right? So every run, write down a couple stats, write down a couple of thoughts, and one good thing. And, um, and hopefully that will kind of help you see the runner and the strong woman that you are and not get so caught up in the frustration. Yeah. Well, and the, the what, I'm, what I've been thinking about in the, um, what is that, 10 days since I ran my marathon – I am starting to think maybe ultras are what I need to do because that, you know, speed is not wow. important. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. I just like tossing ideas around and um, I, you know, <laughs> oh, I think, I think we need to write this down. May 15th, Sarah says ultras might be a good idea. I mean, you might have to want to, you might need to start running on some trails, Sarah, just mm. because. Mopar I know. Ultras. I really want to, I want to find a road ultra. Okay. So oh, they, they exist. They yeah. definitely exist. You oh. can go run with friend Katie ran 24 hours in Philadelphia. Oh no. Well, okay. Well, see, that's also my, well, my new things is that I really only want to run longer races in my time zone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, there is a race that I'm thinking of and that might be something um, that might be a solution also for Jennifer. There's this um, race here in Portland. It's called the eight track relay and it's um, running um, around a track for 24 hours with your friends, but they make it like a total party, like, like Lollapalooza type party with, they have fireworks, they have um, I think obstacles on the course. They have, um, you know, slip and slides and music and all this stuff. And um, you can go for, you know, if, and you have a team and, but there's no set time for, or distance how far you're supposed to go. So if I'm out there and I'm like, Hey, I feel like keeping going. And you're like, yeah, keep running, Sarah. That's fine. I'm eating a hot dog over here. And um, so I'm eating a piece of pizza as big as my head over here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so, you know, so I think um, back to my original point of what this was, was maybe think about if your um, medical condition doesn't impede you from going further, you know, try going, uh, working on improving your distance and not just time. And um, there's that. And then also, I um, I know usually I don't seem to be the more introspective of the two of us, but um, my friend Joanne gave me a sticker that um, after the marathon, which said something along the lines of, there will be days that I don't feel like running a marathon, but there will be days when I know that I have run a marathon. And so it said to the meaning that I took out of that phrase that I, I know I just botched somehow, but... Um, well, is that, wait, let me, let me just, let me go. I mean, I've seen the one, you know, 
Um, there'll be days when I, when I can no longer run today is not that day. I mean, is that kind of the same sentiment? Well, but that's the takeaway message that I had that, that there, you know, so that I thought, oh, okay, I did not run Vancouver marathon in the time that I wanted to. And I, and I could have, you know, could have, would have, should have. And that, but, but when I'm, I don't know, 86 and looking back on my life, I might feel really happy that I ran that race. And so that, um, you know, try to look on the glass full side of things, Jennifer, that, that um, you know, you may not be getting faster, but you are able to be out there. And, and Dimity sort of touched on that, always finding the positive in a race, but, or in a run. And just... Well, and Sarah, I mean, I've said this before, but, you know, no time is ever put on your tombstone. When they write your obituary, they're not going to say, oh, and she ran Vancouver in 420, whatever it was. I don't even remember what it was. Uh-huh. And it was a, 10 days ago. Like, nobody cares, you know? Right. I mean, yes, Jennifer, you care and we hear your concerns. But the reality is, is people want you to run with them. They want you to be a good person. They want you to make them laugh when you run with them. Like, you know, they don't care if you come in in 45 minutes or an hour and 45 minutes. Like, so yes, you should care. And yes, you should have some goals. But the reality is, is unless you're, you know, Kara Goucher or somebody who, you know, whose livelihood depends on running, just, you know, try to have a, hopefully, you know, take that perspective a little bit. And I think that's a wonderful note to end on, Dimity. Um, so for more of this, um, uh, pithy advice, uh, visit, a, <laughs> pithy, is that a good word? Yeah. And I do not have a lisp. It is pithy P I T H Y. Yeah. No, no, I know. I know you said it right, but I never, I always find that to be, is that, does that, does that mean trivial? Uh, no, pithy means kind of, um, well, not, not hugely important, but also, um, slightly witty and, um, you know, uh, in short, Real- f- succinct bites. That's sort of what really, pithy really means. Really profound and intelligent. Is that what it means? Like <laughs> and, life changing? And, and beautiful and... <laughs> PhD worthy. And oh, okay. Then I, then I like that. Pithy. It just sounds so pithy. Like I'm like, mm, really? I get pithy advice? <laughs> okay. Well, we got our word for the week right there. Um, okay. So to find us on Facebook, go to Run Like a Mother, the book. Our website is anothermotherrunner.com. On Twitter, we're at the Mother Runner. Please buy our books on Amazon.com. Our books are Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother and many happy miles no matter what speed you run them. 